This is Shelter in Place, a podcast about embracing the journey in a world forever changed. Coming to you from Oakland, California, I'm Laura Joyce Davis. I love making New Year's resolutions because even if I don't manage to stick with every one, it makes me feel better to find tangible ways to move forward toward the person that I want to be and the life that I'd like to live. So this past week, I finally did make some resolutions. I realized that I probably needed them when I looked at my journal those first few days of January and realized that I'd gotten the date wrong without fail every single day. A side note here that my journaling practice is one of the few resolutions that I have actually managed to continue. It's a gratitude journaling practice that I learned from my friend Patrick Vaughn, who learned it from his neuropsychologist, after he got into a bike accident and had to learn to live with a traumatic brain injury. You can hear about that conversation way back in season one in an episode called Help. But back to those resolutions. When I glance back at all of my January 2022 entries in that gratitude journal, I saw that not only did I put the date as 2021, a common mistake that I often make this time of year, but I'd even gotten the month wrong. My brain apparently still thinks that it's December. I was writing 12 instead of 1 for the month and 21 instead of 22 for the year. It was at that point that I realized my resolutions needed to be different than the ones I've made in the past. Not the usual, I'm going to be in the best shape of my life or eat less sugar, but the kind of resolutions that could actually give me what I need. Rest and relief from what has felt like an increasingly frenetic pace of life. My first resolution is to play more. I like to play, but I'm not that good at it. I find it much easier to work. But I want to change that in 2022. I found that when I let myself be silly and carve out time for laughter, I'm able to approach the hard moments of life with a lot more grace. My second resolution is to find creative solutions when the work piles up, not just a solution that involves me working more. As an entrepreneur and weekly podcaster and director of our Kasama Collective Training and Mentorship Program and a mom of three kids, the work is always piling up. Often in the past, my response to this was just to work more, to get up earlier or stay up later. But my general exhaustion coming into 2022 is proof to me that there need to be creative solutions to the work that actually give me relief from it, not just more of it. I have other resolutions too. Snuggle with my kids more, take a walk with my husband Nate every day, let Sundays be true rest. But those first two resolutions, playfulness and creative solutions to work, are the umbrella over all of the rest. Which is a decent introduction to today's episode, which is my first attempt to implement these resolutions. One of the components of our Kasama Labs course is that we share our real-time observations in the wake of creating our episodes. And so today, we're going to share with you one of those conversations about last week's episode, which was called Choose Your Own Audio Adventure and was the most fun that we've had in a long time. Even though Nate and I were putting it together in a week when we were feeling very worn out by life, it's an episode we created because we needed to have fun. Before we get to that, if you're a podcaster who wants to master the art and science of narrative podcasting, or you're brand new to podcasting and you want to learn how to create a podcast from scratch, make sure to head to our website, shelterinplacepodcast.org, to sign up for Arkasama Labs. 
There's just one week left to get our early bird price, and the self-paced online course starts in February. Here's our Reflections conversation on choosing your own audio adventure. One of the questions that we address in this episode, which we address in every episode, is why create? It's one of these questions that's deceptively simple, but it can tell you a lot, not just about your reasons for doing your project, but where you're headed. In the beginning, we were creating this episode because I wanted to take people inside our production process in a way that was fun, that really showed them the intricacies of it and gave them a preview of what they could expect if they were thinking about the Kasama Labs. What ended up in the outtake is kind of where we started. Ultimately, that question, why we create, my answer for it was the same one that we get to in this episode. We're creating because we want to have fun. And that was something that I didn't realize when I started this, but it was something that I came to and it ended up actually changing all of the decisions from that point forward, from the way the script was written to the sound design to the energy we were bringing to it. It really was this moment where we were coming into 2022 very tired and feeling like we needed relief from just the constant onslaught of work. We just needed to be playful about it. We had started off this episode with the idea that we would go in sort of a numerical list through the different major aspects of creating a podcast episode. That first draft was him writing through these different points of kind of our creative ethos with sound design and interviews and script writing. And it was very good. And I think we'll probably use that information somewhere else. But then as Alora and I started collaborating, the Choose Your Own Adventure idea came up and I could tell how much fun she was having. And I realized, okay, this is now going to turn into something different. Every good story starts with a character. And in this story, that character is you. You have this whole year before you. Maybe you've already cooked up plans to take over the world. Or maybe you were feeling worn out before this year even started. Either way, it's okay. There's no packing list for this adventure, no advance prep needed. The one thing you must have for this adventure is something that you already have, curiosity. So let's get curious together about what's going to happen next. That was hard because I realized my draft, most of those words were never going to see the light of day, but they ended up being the springboard to get to this second draft, which flowed really easily. Sometimes you have to be prepared to let go of that idea that you initially had, and sometimes it will happen with a collaborator or sometimes even working on a project by yourself where you put a lot of work in and then realize, oh wait, this will actually be better if it's something else sometimes the only way to get to the final product is to put in a bunch of work and then realize that it's going to go in a different direction. I think this is a really important point because there are these points in the creative process where you think you're headed in a certain direction and especially when you're working with a partner or with a team and you have multiple people in the script writing process 
you might start off with actually like a pretty good first draft. But it was that question of why create and that realization that this episode was really just calling for some playfulness. It takes seeing those ideas and sometimes pages and pages of writing to get the next idea. Something that I've noticed again and again is when people start to get territorial about their work, it gets very, very hard to move through the creative process at that point. And you're not really collaborating when that happens. Like at the point that that happens, you basically either have to say, okay, we're going to push through this and figure it out. Or maybe we just kind of do like a, you do your part. I do my part. Let's see where we end up. In this case, Nate's draft mostly didn't see the light of the day, but that didn't mean it wasn't essential. It was actually the thing that helped us to get to where we needed to be. And that process is actually incredibly fun. If you can embrace that part of the process as a really necessary part of script writing, it actually ends up being quite fun. Like it's actually my favorite part of the creative process. When I get to that point with somebody where we start asking those questions and we're both open, that is so fun. It's invigorating. It's exciting. It's this sort of electric energy that you feel feeding off of each other and being like, well, what about this? But what about this? And what if we went here? And that's where the real energy starts to come in the episode. I think it's important to acknowledge that moment can be very touchy. If you can let your ego go long enough to realize that it's actually a really necessary part of the creative process, it can be one of the most fun parts of this whole thing. Sometimes the best thing you can do for the creative process is to take a break. The more you share with people, the closer you get to them, the harder it can be not to rub each other the wrong way sometimes. And yet, if you're able to work through that, and as Laura just noted, put aside the ego for a little while and be able to let go, then ultimately the work can really be better coming out the other side. The other thing that's really interesting to note that you actually reminded me of today was creative differences are actually okay. Conflict doesn't feel fun, but it does move things along. And that is also true in the creative process, just like it is in a great story. So when I have a conflict with somebody, my instinct is to resist that or to see it as a really bad thing. But actually that conflict it's often a very necessary part of the creative process and it's a necessary part of life. Sometimes we need conflict to tell us, hey, you need to do something different here. The thing you're doing, the way you're doing it, it isn't working. You need to have this hard conversation. You need to change your rhythms. A lot of times those conflicts are really a clue that we need to do something differently. One of the crucial things that we did in this episode that was so, so helpful that we actually hadn't done quite in this way before, this was a new thing we were trying, was to block out our time so that we were working on similar tasks at the same time. We use Pomodoro timers a lot, which are 25-minute timers that give you a series of five-minute breaks and then 15-minute breaks in between there. I love this app and this practice because it not only forces me to focus on one task for 25 minutes, but it prompts me to rest and to take a break, which I think is actually probably just as important, if not more important than that work time. And we were in that rhythm, I think Monday, Tuesday, and most of Wednesday, 
it was really energizing to know that Nate was working on it at the same time as me. I felt extremely accountable to stay on task. And mostly I just found those 25 minutes flew by. My final observation from this episode was the power of music to create different moods because you say choose your own adventure and that suggests something kind of suspenseful a journey or exploration and we had a number of tracks that contributed to that but I think whether it was the sound effect of dogs barking which added a humorous element or creaky doors opening and closing which made it seem a little scarier or the footsteps going down the hall to create a sense of dimensionality it really underscored the way that music can create a richness and mental picture and either reinforce or convey the opposite mood of what the script might be saying. I put 30 or 35 tracks in the folder on Storyblocks, and some of those still weren't even exactly right, and Laura found a few more. But it was a fun exercise in conveying different moods within a script that was unified around a single idea. Coming back to that first thing that I said about why create and how I wanted to really enjoy the creative process and bring listeners into that and help them to have the same kind of fun that I was having with it. There were a lot of tracks in this episode in particular that I normally would not have used in episodes of Shelter in Place. And I often tell our trainees when they're learning sound design that, you know, I'm a pretty earnest person. And so because of that, I think I'm allergic to anything that feels even remotely cheesy. However, for this episode, I just let myself go full tilt cheesy, dramatic. It was kind of fun to just give myself permission to do whatever off the wall music and sound effect choices that felt right for that moment. One of my favorite moments in this episode is when the protagonist goes in this cave and they see what looks like a wine rack with all these corks and these bottles that they can very easily pull out and put in. And each time they pull out a cork, a different music score comes out. But just when you're about to look for an exit, you see at the edge of the tiny room what looks like a wine cellar with racks of dark green bottles stacked from ceiling to floor. Each of them is loosely corked and the dark glass glitters with light that seems to come from within. You uncork the first bottle, and a rush of sound pours out. It's the soundtrack to the scene you're in, or one of the possible options you can choose. You put the cork back in the first bottle and try the next one. Same scene, different story. You try a third, which makes you laugh. A fourth, which you dislike because it makes your story seem cheesy. And then there's the fifth one, which you realize has been there all along in the background, just waiting for you to notice it. It was very fun to, in a matter of seconds, showcase five different possible soundtracks for that scene. One of the things that I find fascinating about sound design is that our first instinct is often not the one we should pay attention to. I will often tell people you should think about three different folders of music 
The first one is your gut instinct. So whatever kind of jumps out at you when you read the script, when you hear this voiceover, when you hear this interview tape, what is the thing that immediately seems right to you? And try to come up with at least five or six different options for that. The second folder is what's a reach? Maybe this is a little strange or a little off the wall or you're not sure. And then the third folder is the totally off the wall, probably like it won't work, but you're just trying some kind of silly things. You're just having fun with it. Almost always that third folder ends up being the most fruitful folder. The first folder rarely is, especially when people are learning. It's almost never the gut instinct. Usually it's not even the second folder, the reach. It's often the third folder that ends up being surprising and delightful and ironic sometimes and humorous. Music and sound effects can do all of these wonderful things that in the best moments of sound design will not only draw your attention to something that you would otherwise glaze over or miss in an episode, but they might even bring this whole new dimension to the way that you're viewing the story that you're being told. As I say in the episode, I went through a long period of my life where I was obsessed with these books. And I still remember that feeling of, I have no idea where we're going, but I'm completely intrigued. And that's the feeling that we want to create for listeners, no matter what kind of episode we're doing. Whether it's fiction or narrative nonfiction or something else, giving them that feeling of being on an adventure, of wanting to keep listening, sometimes without even really understanding why they're engaged, but just giving them that presence of the moment that they're feeling drawn into, that is its own kind of creative magic. Even on a week when I was really tired, it was still just a delight to put that episode out. And I hope you feel that in listening to it too. The overall message of this episode isn't just have fun, but also just realize it's a process. You're going to keep growing. You're going to keep changing. And most of all, I hope that listening to this episode did feel like an adventure to you and that you enjoyed the episode. The Shelter in Place music was created by Chase Horseman at Reactor Productions. Additional music and sound effects for this episode come from Storyblocks. Nate Davis is our creative director, Sarah Edgel is our design director, and Melissa Lent is our project manager. Until next time, this is Shelter in Place. I'm Laura Joyce Davis. And now if you're still listening, here's a little outtake. If you're going to be stressed out and sighing, you should just go out. So just come back in five minutes. Freaking planes. It's like, as soon as I start recording, it never fails.